Well, good morning. It is good to see all of you out this morning. Over the last three or four weeks, we've had some new faces come in, and we're thankful for each one of you, and, and we hope that you'll continue to, to worship with us, and, and uh, certainly we are thankful for your presence today. Our lesson for this morning is a continuation of a series that we began about a month ago on fruitful Christian growth. And we're on lesson number five, and I didn't think this was going to be the hardest lesson, but it was probably one of the hardest that I've had to prepare. I wasn't really, really sure in what direction I wanted to take it. But we have growth and perseverance. A big, long word, but a word that is important to us as Christians. Growth and perseverance. We are studying 2 Peter chapter 1. In verses 5 through 9. And if you would like to turn there and, and look at these verses with me. 2 Peter chapter 1 and beginning with verse 5. <clears throat> but also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. Perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. In this list of Christian virtues, we have this word, perseverance. In the King James Version, and also the American Standard of 1901, the word here used is patience. The English Standard Version uses the word steadfastness. And both really help us to understand the meaning of the word in question. The meaning of perseverance, if you were to look it up in a dictionary, it would probably be something along the lines of persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Perseverance is not giving up. It is persistence and tenacity. The effort required to do something and keep doing it till the end, even if it's hard. Let's go back to a moment to our list. Faith. Virtue. Knowledge. Self-control. Perseverance. Godliness, brotherly kindness, love. How does perseverance relate to these Christian virtues that are mentioned? We've already discussed faith, virtue, knowledge, and self-control. We have yet to discuss godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. But as we look at each of these, each of these is important to the life of a Christian. Christians need to persevere 
standing steadfast in their faith. Persevering in pursuit of, of these other characteristics as well. We should persevere in our pursuit of Christ-likeness. And though patience is involved, we should not get the idea that patience is all there is when it comes to perseverance. It's not just about waiting on the results of, of Christianity, of being Christ-like. We have to endeavor to be Christ-like. It requires us to do. Our lesson objectives for this morning are first of all to learn the meaning of perseverance to the life of a Christian. And secondly, to apply perseverance to our daily Christian walk. I decided to take the two basic meanings of perseverance and discuss them further. So we're going to begin with patiently waiting. The idea of patience and how patience relates to our Christianity. You see, perseverance is about patience in the midst of trial. And we are going to face many different things in life. And these things can test us. They can, can sometimes, if we're not careful, they can turn us away from God. But we are to have patience in the midst of these trials. Patience as we await the coming of the Lord. Patience in the midst of suffering. Endurance despite our trial. James chapter 5 verses 7 through 11. This is our, our scripture reading for this morning. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. <clears throat> waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed to endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Job. Job here is used as an example Job was tempted to curse God and die. Job 2 and verse 9. But enduring his temptation, he remained faithful to God and was blessed because of it. We read in Job 42 beginning with verse 10. Job 42 and verse 10. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. 
and all his brothers, all his sisters, and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house and they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him. Each one gave him a piece of silver and each a ring of gold. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. In verse 15, In all the land were found no women so beautiful as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. So Job died old and full of days. Job was tempted to turn away from God. He was tempted by his trials. He was tempted by his friends. But in all things, he remained faithful. He remained patient. And he endured. There are other such examples like Abraham. The perseverance of Abraham. Abraham waited patiently for the will of the Lord. In Hebrews 11, and beginning with verse 8, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Abraham. Abraham left his home to dwell in the land of promise, the land of Canaan. But he didn't dwell there as, as if it was his, but as if he was a foreigner to it. This was a land his descendants would later receive in the course of God's will and in God's timing. He waited as God fulfilled His promise of a child through which to bless Abraham's seed. <clears throat> he waited as we do for the great inheritance of eternity, heaven. Hebrews 11, beginning with verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. 
perseverance involves waiting. And Job and Abraham are are great examples of doing just that. They waited. They were very patient with God and they waited for these promises to be fulfilled. In Psalm 27 and verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 37, beginning with verse 32. Psalm 37 and verse 32. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he has no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Psalm 130, verses 5 through 8. Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him is abundant redemption, and He shall redeem Israel from all His iniquity. Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Psalm 25, verse 4. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who wait are promised strength in the midst of trial and a reward for the end of the journey. Though things may be difficult for us to face, we do not face them alone. We face them with God. As Christians, we must wait patiently on the will of God, enduring to the end. Let's look also at the second aspect of perseverance. It's not just about waiting, but it's also about remaining steadfast. Remaining steadfast. Perseverance requires that we remain steadfast, grounded in the Lord and His ways. 
Job and Abraham are both good examples of not just waiting but also doing. Especially when we look at Abraham and, and how he was told to leave his home and he did. How he was told to sacrifice his son and he was willing to do so until his hand was steady by God. We have other examples as well such as Moses. Moses is a good example of perseverance. Moses was faithful in doing the will of God. In Hebrews 11 beginning with verse 24 Hebrews 11 and verse 24 By faith Moses when he became of age refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Though he could not see God, Moses walked by faith. He had the closest relationship with God, but he wasn't able to see his faith. But he knew of God's existence. He walked by faith, doing all of the things that were required of him by God. Christians are expected to endure steadfast in the Lord. Hebrews 12, beginning with verse 1. Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Christ is our greatest example of steadfastness and endurance. Hebrews 4 verse 15 tells us that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. We remember what we read of in Matthew 4 and Luke 4 where Jesus was tempted by Satan. He was tempted with the same three types of temptation that we are tempted with today. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. 
And yet, even as we as humans sin, He did not sin. He did not give in to those temptations. But when tempted, He endured. He endured to the very end. He endured affliction, even to death. Going back to Hebrews 12 and verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, He endured it all. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. Philippians 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted Him and given Him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. And those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He endured. He endured so much more than than we as humans are ever faced with. But His steadfastness, His perseverance, His will to do only the Lord's will shows us how we must live. We see often as we look throughout especially the Old Testament We see God's people, Israel. And we see Israel and how they would go back and forth. They would serve God and then they would turn away from Him. They would serve God and a generation would pass and they would turn away from Him again. In Psalm 78, Psalm 78, and beginning with verse 34, it says, When He slew them, then they sought Him. And they returned and sought earnestly for God. Then they remembered that God was their rock and the Most High God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered Him with their mouth and they lied to Him with their tongue. Verse 37, For their heart was not steadfast with Him. Nor were they faithful in His covenant. But He, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time He turned His anger away and did not stir up all His wrath. For He remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again.
The problem with Israel was that they were not steadfast with Him. And they were not faithful in His covenant. And because of that, they were punished. Because of their wickedness against God. Israel is given to us as a warning. Where they did not remain steadfast in the Lord, where they did not persevere, we as Christians are to persevere. We are to remain steadfast and faithful in God's service. In Hebrews chapter 3, Verses 7 through 15, we have a warning for us all. Hebrews chapter 3, beginning with verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. In the day of trial, in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore I was angry with that generation, and said they always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Verse 12, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Perseverance is about patience. It's about waiting on the Lord. But it's also about doing. It's also about doing the will of God. It's about remaining faithful. Remaining steadfast. Remaining firm in Him. No matter what temptations may befall us. No matter what the trials that we may face may be. We are to endure. And we have a warning from Israel we have a warning from God that we be not like them that we do not harden our hearts against God that we be not deceived but that we remain steadfast always to the very end of this life I hope that, that you are persevering 
as a Christian. I hope that you're a faithful child of God. Maybe it is that, that you're, you've not begun that walk. Maybe you've not become a Christian. Maybe you're here today because you know what you need to do. And you know you need to do it. What we're told in Scriptures, hear and believe. And by faith, obey. Confess that faith in Christ as the Son of God. Repent of your sins. Be baptized for the remission of them. But also continue in the will of God. Don't turn away from Him. Don't turn back to the world. Don't turn back to its pleasures. But look always unto God. Maybe you've not remained faithful. Maybe you need to return. Maybe you need to ask for prayers or for forgiveness. Or for help. Every Lord's Day, every time that we gather really, we offer the Lord's invitation. It's not my invitation. Not the elders' invitation. Not the invitation of this church. But it is the invitation for our Almighty God. He loves you. He gives you this opportunity. And if you're in need of responding in any way, please do so. As together we stand and as we sing.